Spot Goodman. The Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. It calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud Goodman. Yes! And I will be your host for the next 60 minutes. I can say without hesitation, most of those 60 minutes will be well worth your time. So why don't we, you know, just get things started by introducing our designated laugher, Gina. Give us not your best chuckle, but a reasonable example of such. <laughs> All right, thank you. And I guess I should, you know, also introduce our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Oh, hey, good to be here, Spud. Yeah, I can, I can feel... This show's going to be one of our best. And may I ask how you came to this conclusion? Uh, you know, just a gut feeling, I guess. You know, sometimes when I first step into the studio before the show, I pick up a vibe or something, and I just feel this is going to be a great show. Tonight, a Kelly File exclusive. Well, you know, if you're not right, then you will bear at least partial responsibility, even though, you know, really... Yeah, you don't have much to do with the show itself. I mean, come on, let's be real. Well... But if things do go off the rails, then I will blame you. Because you just jinxed us with that positive talk. You know I'm superstitious. Uh, yeah. Never predict someone's going to hit a home run or nail a game-winning free throw before it happens. There is not enough wood available to knock on to nullify yeah. such a whammy. Yeah, yeah, I I'm sorry. I did forget about your superstitions. I I'm sorry, Spud. Yeah? I, will I will keep my positive predictions to myself for the rest of the show. Well, thank um... you for that. Yeah. So now find some paneling or some kind of wood around this studio and knock on it seven times in a row really quickly. And that ought to take care of this, all right? Oh, okay. Good call, okay. yo. I'll take care of that when we go to break. But I, I wanted to ask you on the air if you had a chance to read this month's Scientific American Mind. What? Well, that's the magazine I gave you for your birthday last year. It was a two-year subscription, and you're still getting it, right? Uh, My daughter, well, you remember she had her uh, magazine subscription so. drive, so that's what we gave to our friends that year for gifts. I, I got to tell you, it's a great magazine. But anyway, in this month's edition, it talks all about artificial intelligence, and how it will revolutionize many areas of our economy, including the media. Spud, that means us. Well, I guess we are members of the media. 
but how's this going to impact me? Well, as you know, that's really all I care about is me, Spud Goodman. I may be honest. I mean, why fake it, you know? I know, I know. But the current trend is to set up automated systems to replace humans at music stations around the country. It's been going on for years, as everyone knows, but the magazine said recent advances in artificial intelligence research has made it very feasible to allow radio stations to automate their talk shows, too. But really? that should concern us very much. Gerald, artificial or not, intelligence is something you sure don't got. So just give up now and turn things over to a friggin' robot. Well, how the hell do you automate a talk show host? I mean, no scientist in the world can create a robot to have an interesting conversation with a celebrity guest. I mean, they might be able to program a few cliche questions like, hey, did you have fun making that movie or doing that TV show? Stuff like that, but not the insightful and in-depth things I bring to my interviews. Yeah, no, blah, you, blah, you, blah. you really should read the article. It's all about algorithms. They can make algorithm? driverless cars algorithm. with an algorithm, then they can surely make an automated talk show host. We need to come up with a plan to make sure this does not happen to us here on the Spud Goodman wow. Show. Well, Gerald, well, wow. Now you've upset me, okay? If, Sorry. If I was ever going to stop doing this show, I wanted it to be on my turn and not be canned and have some robot just take my job over before I'm ready to hang up my talk show mic. I will not let this happen. Well, I, No I, way. I think it's out of your hands. You can't stop the technological revolution. Yeah, spot. but I can try. I'm going to try. Okay. But first I need to play a song. Right now this is a band that uh, has performed live on our radio show a couple times. Warning Danger. Here's a song off their Keep Out album. Uh, it's titled Captured by Robots. You know, now that I guess we brought this artificial intelligence thing up, maybe, maybe there's some sort of... Uh, Maybe there's some sort of information Apropos, in this tune. Let's check it out. Roll it.
Bud Goodman Show. Some people like it. Greetings, beautiful mutants. This is Mark Mother's Bathroom Debo with you on the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, uh, Spud, your yeah. first guest, Asif Monvi, is ready to go. Good. I'm glad he called in because I am a fan. Now, he's on that Showtime show Homeland, right? Or, wait, is it the FX show Tyrant? I don't think so. One of those. Uh, no, he's not. You know, it must be tough for actors who don't look like they were born in Orange County, California, or Long Island, New York. I know a gig's a gig, but I mean, I would, I would get so burned out always being up for playing those same Middle Eastern bad guy roles. It would just totally get on my nerves. Yeah, but I don't think it would work artistically if, say, Channing Tatum or one of the Baldwin brothers was cast as a Middle Eastern terrorist. Courtney, Chloe. You know, I, I get it, but, but even if one of those like really frightening Jonas Brothers, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. one of those guys is uh, probably more than one. Well, how many are there? Five, seven? I don't know how many. Uh, there's there are, a lot, but they're, yeah. they're frightening. Or, or, or even that really freaky Shia LaBeouf dude. Uh, if they played, you know, one of those characters, I would. I don't know. I would never really be that scared, actually, because when they came on the screen. No matter what accent they used, it just wouldn't work. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Scaring people, I guess, is a lot harder than most fans realize. It takes a total package to pull yeah. it off. Yeah, anyway, well, whatever. Just put Asif through, please. Oh, here he is. All right, please welcome actor, writer, Asif Manvi. Hey, I'm a fan of your work, so thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Right. So, you got a new movie that's out, Mother's Day, and the cast is basically yeah. an all-star roster with Julia Roberts, Jennifer Aniston, Jason Sudeikis, Timothy Oliphant, and others besides yourself. So, like, what is And it's also directed by Gary Marshall, so this one's a sure thing for the rom-com Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's a you know, story about family and mothers and motherhood and all different sort of aspects of it. If you're fans of movies like, you know, uh, Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve, which uh, Gary Marshall also did, then you're going to enjoy this, you know? Yeah, I'm no expert on this film genre, but since, you know, I want to be with women whenever possible, I do see a lot of these type movies, and I don't want you to spill the beans on the storyline or anything, but I take it people don't end up sad and lonely at the end? No. <laughs> What a terrible rom-com that would be. Or maybe amazing, where everyone ended up sad and lonely. It would be sort of like real life, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, this is, you know, look, it's very heartwarming. It is uh, fun. It's fun for the whole family. There's, you know, uh, Kate Hudson and I play uh, an interracial couple, and uh, she hasn't told her parents that she's married uh, to somebody who is not uh, Caucasian, and her parents uh, kind of have an issue with that. So there's like an underlying uh, serious uh, story there, but it's deftly handled by uh, Gary Marshall in a kind of comedic and romantic way, you know? Wow. You know, in my life, I've, I've futilely chased a beautiful woman or two, but, you know, I, n I never ended up with one, and maybe that's why I don't mind rom-coms, because it gives me hope. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, so, exactly. you, so you've logged a lot of air miles as a senior Middle Eastern correspondent for The Daily Show. It, it must have been a grueling assignment. Are you considering writing a book or doing a documentary about your career? Well, I have written a book, actually. Uh, it's called No Lands Man. Okay. And it's available uh, wherever books are sold. It's on Amazon or wherever you want to go. And it actually does talk about my life growing up um, as a, an immigrant kid in America and also my work on The Daily Show and being an actor in New York City and all that stuff. So, um, yes, it's a great idea, and I already had it. 
All right, I tried to tee that up for you. All right, super. <laughs> so just how big a reality gap is there these days with the fake news versus what is turned out, turned out you know, by the so-called legit media? Because I have to hit info on my remote control to check out the show description during any news reporting to make sure I'm not getting punked with the fake stuff. Right. Well, you know, the fake stuff sometimes is actually telling you more the truth than the real. Yes. Quote-unquote real stuff, right? Yes. So now I think those lines have been blurred and... And now that John Stewart has left, I feel like you know there's the, the the world of fake news or satirical news um, has opened up. You know, with Samantha Bee and John Oliver and different people like that, Larry. And I think that you see more and more of it now. And actually, it sometimes makes more of an impact in terms of what they're talking about and the uh, the issues that are taking on than uh, CNN uh, does. You know, I think they have. I mean, Oliver certainly has taken on some issues that the regular media has not touched and made real impact, you know? He's broke. I mean, he's broke news. I mean, the, the, the man's yeah, have exactly. an impact. So, Definitely. Yeah. Well, what's your take on the first hundred days of a Trump administration? Frightening or the best entertainment <laughs> ever seen by mankind? Oh, my God. You know, I, it, it, could it be both? It could be both, you yeah, know? Yeah, it could. Uh, it, it, could it, it could be. It's frightening. I mean, it's the best entertainment because you're going to see a man who uh, is so out of his league and out of his depth in terms of... uh, I don't think he really wants to be president. I think he just got so far down the road on this that now he can't back out. I think he was hoping that this would just be kind of, uh, you know, a message he would send and, like, he would get out of it and not get... But I think he's done so well, which tells us something about America and what's going on, but I think the poor guy is uh, alone at night. Well, not alone, because he's with his wife, his immigrant wife, my God. But, um, you know, I think he's sort of thinking, like, oh, my God, what have I done? Like, I've... I'm actually winning this thing. I kind of wish I hadn't uh, gotten this far. I think he's. I think he's clearly out of his depth, and he just. He, but he's great at spinning. So I think you know maybe we'll. Uh, he, he could very well become president. It could, and that and that could be frightening. You know, it will be. Uh, yeah, I got my fingers and my toes and anything else I can cross. But I learned now after living a few years that anything's possible. So yeah, I'll go leave it at that. Um, yeah. So. You know, uh, if I may, Spud. Uh, what? Uh, just, just a second, Asif. I'll be right back. What? I'm just starting to get into this interview, and you try and mess up my momentum? Are you trying to freeze me here, like before a big free throw or field goal attempt? No, no, not at all. I, I just wanted to suggest you rethink your rather risky decision to continually make fun of Donald Trump live on the air. Why? Spud, he will soon be our commander and chief. Y- you do remember the revenge Richard Nixon took out on those who opposed him, right? You know, he had an enemies list. Yeah, but... I'm sure by now Trump's people know who you are and what you're saying about him on your show. Ooh, I'm so scared. Well, What's he or his people gonna do to me? He can't ruin my career, as it's already What? He, he's gonna have the IRS audit me? Well, that will be a very quick and boring audit, unless real soon they include talk show hosts with that $15 an hour deal. Listen, I'll let you get back to interviewing Asif, but do keep in mind the risk you take when making fun of Mr. Trump. Thank you for your advice. Well, hey, Asif, I'm back. If Asif Manvi ruled the world, what would be your first order given? What do you think? Oh my gosh, that's a that's a that's a tough one. My first order given, if Asif Manvi ruled the world, um, I think uh, you 
know, I, th- I think we would have to, uh, this is going to say, it's not really that funny, but it's sort of like true. I think we're going to have to take in a lot of those Syrian refugees, you know? You mean step up um, to the plate? Is that what you're saying? Like the rest of the world? What's that? Like step up to the plate like the rest of the world? Is that what you're saying? I think step up to the plate and start, yeah, exactly, you know, and, and, and kind of integrate those people into a, a, you know, give them a place to, to go, you know? Yeah, well, I guess that will depend on what happens uh, this November. So That's yeah. if I rule the world, though, because so, then I could make all the rules. I could be like, you know, it's tough. When you rule the world, also, like, if you rule the world, I think the first thing I would do is sort of uh, get myself a nicer place to live, oh. you know? Yeah, there you go. It'd probably yeah. be something like, 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 isn't that the hu- human condition? Like, first you're like, listen, I want to live in a palace, you know? <laughs> That's like... We've seen what happens when people think they rule the world, you know, like Donald Trump, for example. Absolutely, but you know, he wouldn't need a he wouldn't need that himself because he already has it. But yeah, yeah, right. That's to- what I mean. Like he he already does sort of think he rules the world, right? So like he's first thing he did was he's like, I'm going to cover everything in gold plated and put my name on everything. So that's probably uh, sadly what what uh, maybe that's maybe that's the human condition, you know. His taste is very similar to like some Middle Eastern despots, though. You notice that like, the aesthetics. I, I, listen, hey, I I think uh, you know if you look at all of the. The autocrats and uh, despots in the world, the first thing they did was uh, live in sort of a gold-plated, uh, yeah. uh, you know, world of their own making. Yeah, they so, go big. Uh, they definitely go big, <laughs> just like him. But, yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't know. If I ruled, I think something that came to mind is I would rule uh, future clemency to Johnny Manziel. You know, basically j- get out of jail card for the next 10, 15 years because he's probably going to need it. But anyway. All right. Well, I, you know, I was going to ask you about the... Uh, the Brink not getting picked up for a second season because that was such yeah. a really good show. I mean, what, they have holes yeah. in a key demo for the 14 to 16-year-olds? Why? 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 I wish I had a good answer for you. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I think you have to talk to people who run HBO. Uh, it was disappointing. Uh, I think all of us were disappointed that we didn't get a second season since we had a great sort of second season ready to go. Uh, but, you know, look, the good news is that it's on HBO. You can still watch it. It is a, like a five-hour movie cut up into, you know, ten half-hour uh, segments. And uh, it's very funny. It's Dr. Strangelove. It's dark. It's, you know. It's a great show, uh, man. So you can still go check it out. Yeah, it's a great show. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go, man. So I want to tell everyone again that uh, every, the Mother's Day is now showing on theater screens in every hamlet in this country. So yeah. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, okay? Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, Mr. Asif Manvi. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud Goodman, Goodman show. show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right. It's musical guest interview time. Please greet our musical guest, Future Shock. Gentlemen, I believe I can call you gentlemen, though with those masks on... I do really need some artificial intelligence to verify this. Uh, would you guys be willing to breach your security policy and divulge your name or at least an alias in the instrument you'll be playing? I'm Ray Gunn. I am the doctor. And we are Future Shock. Super. Well, I understand you originally come from Kepler 22b in the Cygnus constellation, 600 light years from Earth. I'm not familiar with that region. Could you give us the basics? Do you have running water and cable TV there? No cable television. That's Picture it as a future Earth. Similar elements. Nice, super. Well, from what I've read about Future Shock, you clearly are upset with the corporate music machine that dumps the same cookie-cutter jingles on, you know, an ill-informed, you know, public. So 
this we agree on. Do, how do we fight the power when these corporations rule the world, or at least most radio stations? Well, we actually met on our way here. We were at an armory, and we we're actually trying to get some uh, weapons. So we have to force ourselves. We have to fight the power. Yeah, well, I, I'm with you. Uh, I don't really know what fight the power means, but I love that term. I love it. Because I mean, this, this crap that's played everywhere, it's like, it, you can't escape it. At doctor's offices, at Forever 21s, it's and blasting on our teenagers' cars, stereos as they drive through our neighborhoods. It's poisoning it, yes. the All right. pineal glands. We're on the same page it's there. So, terrible. What's the name of the first song, and uh, is it popular on your prior planet, Kepler 22B? First song will be called Erotic Dancer. Yes, it's very popular. True story. Super. Well, let's do it. She dancing. She dancing. She dancing. She dancing. She dancing. She dances, 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 she 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 Never mind that she's 19 Watch her sweat Can't nobody tell her anything Watch her sweat She's convinced herself Nothing matters anymore So she dances She dances She's a neurotic dancer Neurotic dancer She's a neurotic dancer how far will she go till she's gone? She's a neurotic dancer. She's a neurotic dancer. How far will she go till she's gone? She's fixing up. Her hair, her legs wrapped around the chair. She moves like a veteran when she dances. She dances as it starts to rain. It's a damn shame what she does for fame for a bottle of champagne. And she's got no one to blame as the rain washes away her pain. She's a neurotic dancer. She's a neurotic dancer. How far will she go till she's gone? She's a neurotic dancer. She's a neurotic dancer. How far will she go till she's gone? Moves at night on the disco lights. 
Flashing like a stroke Throws up, throws onto the floor After she throws a soul Round and round on a pole she goes Where she stops, no one knows Round and round on a pole she goes Where she stops, no one knows Who's at night on the disco lights Flashing like a stroke Throws up, throws onto the floor After she throws a soul Round and round on the pole she goes Where she stops, no one knows Round and round on the post she goes Where she stops, no one knows Cause she's a neurotic dancer She's a neurotic dancer Neurotic dancer How far will she go Till she's gone She's a neurotic dancer Neurotic dancer The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. Now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, you know, Spud, I, yeah. I don't want to upset you, but you do know that everything you say on the air is fair game to be fed to the neural networks that will allow computers to transform your words into bits of sound and store them into a bank of information that can be drawn from to replicate an ongoing conversation for me. with, say, you know, a guest on this show. That technology is here right now. Heads are spinning. So you think I should start talking in like Pig Latin to mess up their coding? Because I'm not real well, good with Pig Latin, and I don't know any real foreign languages. This is going to be hard to protect my intellectual property while doing the show here. You know, maybe I should just start babbling incoherently so no one can understand what I'm saying. Well, you know what? I think computer programs are now smart enough to decode whatever gibberish you toss out and understand really? the true content of what you're trying to communicate. It's said in the magazine that smart machines will become more intelligent than carbon-based machines. Well, 
Huh? What's what's a carbon-based machine? Uh, that would be human beings. Ray Kurzweil, huh. Google's head guru, said that this will happen by 2045, so we better prepare ourselves, I guess. Uh, listen, I don't know if there's anything really we can do in the long term to keep from being replaced. Look, I will not just throw up my hands and turn my job over to an algorithm. No, sir, not going to happen. Spud, do not fear the algorithm man. They are changing the world, so drop the hate and be a fan. As real soon you won't have to lift a finger to play anything from the full catalog of Steely Dan. You know, Spud, looking back in history, no one could stop the steam engine or the rapid-firing rifle or... Look, look, technology has not stopped the Kardashians yet. And I know they are like cockroaches and will be the last form of humanity, you know, when the apocalypse arrives. But I don't know. But I bet bet they're going to be able to withstand whatever Silicon Valley has in mind to replace them. I mean, probably with, like, holograms. Is is that E-Channel then wouldn't have to listen to them bitch about stuff 24-7. So, you know, maybe there is an upside, you know to this technology if it's utilized ethically. When I came back from the hospital, the first thing I did was go look at my vag in the mirror. It looks better looking than before. I don't know. You you do remember Watson, right? You Watson? know, back in 2011, IBM built a now crude computer that beat the reigning champion on Jeopardy. It could read 800 million pages a second. Now, in a couple of years, it'll probably be 10 times that fast. If face it, we're losing the battle with smart machines. Well, maybe so. Wow. But Gerald, wow. We are. Yeah. Well, but they're they're going to need a buttload of terabytes to store up all of what I have in my talk show arsenal. Maybe. You know, it won't be easy for them. I, I can tell you that. That's for sure. But, you know, we still have a show to do here regardless. So just right. see if our next guest is ready to go. Oh, right. Yes. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'm being told by the board that your next guest, Michael Rappaport, is waiting to speak okay, with you. Okay, all right. You know, I've always uh, liked this dude's stuff. Uh, he's a very good actor. Uh, you know, just a heads up, as I did read online, that he can be a bit grumpy. It said here, it, it's gotten he's gotten into verbal altercations with the staff on the Howard Stern Show. Uh, nah. Now, listen, I don't listen to Mr. Stern's show, so I can't be sure about this, but... It would be wise on your part to tread carefully while you're interviewing Michael. Look, those guys, you know, just mess around on Howard's show. He doesn't really hate Gary DeLabonte's guts. I mean, it's just like pro wrestling. Well, the violence on pro wrestling is often shocking. You know, my oldest son and I sometimes will watch WWE Raw when the wife is out. Spud, people get hit on the head with folding chairs. Uh, they, they get punched in duh. the face without boxing gloves. And they often bleed. So just be grateful. Michael here is calling in. Well, hey, 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 you shut your face! I- I'm not afraid of Michael, and next time, let's invite him to come into the studio, because he would liven things up here. Oh, no. Well, I mean, you're just... That's not a good idea at all. That's not we a good need, idea We need something all. to liven this place up, and just, just put him on. All right, here he is. Please say hello to actor, director, comedian, and podcast host, Michael Rappaport. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. What's going on? Well... I think there is something going on. You now have a documentary out, a new one that you directed titled Hard Love and Woman from the Red Bull series Let It Play. It's the story of actress Juliette Lewis and her career away from the movie biz, uh, right? Finding her own rock band Juliette and the Licks? Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's about her, uh, you know, sort of a, port- a portrait of an artist. Um, you know, she, she has, uh, you know, a very uh, sort of underground, independent, successful rock and roll band. 
that she created and, and started and funded about 15 years ago. And, uh, you know, obviously her, her film career and what she accomplished as an actress speaks for itself. Uh, everything from Cape Fear to, to Natural Born Killers uh, to, to What's Eating Gilbert Great. Uh, you know, she's, a, you know, one of the most iconic actors of her generation. Um, and it was a real pleasure, uh, you know, sort of doing this portrait of an artist uh, for Red Bull TV uh, called Hard Loving Woman. Right. You know, uh, we've played Juliet's music on, on this show. And I have to admit, when, when I pulled the song initially, uh, I was not aware, uh, you know, of, of her, you know, and the band. It was just a good song. She's, she's not just another actor, actress doing a vanity project, right? Because she's kind of the real deal. I don't think she does anything for vanity. Uh, you know, she, she doesn't play around. I mean, you know, one of the most shocking things you'll see in the movie is, is, is her, live per, her live performances are, are incredible. I think she channels a young Mick Jagger and Janis Joplin. Um, she, she goes uh, balls to the wall, um, you, know, and, 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 uh, you know, and I think that, you know, she, she's a very charismatic, very funny, interesting lady. And girl, you'd probably be offended if I said lady. Um, and and uh, I'm looking forward to people uh, seeing how I love a woman. Uh, I'm very proud of it, and, and I'm very proud to you know have, have done something you know on, on Juliet. Right. Say, Spud. Yeah. While you were talking to Michael, I checked out Juliet Lewis's music on YouTube. Uh, she's interesting, huh? Uh, excuse me for a moment, Michael. Ah, uh, yes, she is. She's really, really good. Besides being a great actress, she can sing. But, you know, there are a lot of actors and comedians who tell themselves they can sing, and they put out an album or two, but most of them are painful to listen to. Well, I hear you. Besides Bruce Willis, there are a buttload of others I could toss out, like Jennifer Love Hewitt's three albums and Shaquille O'Neal's attempt at rap and oh, yeah. Alyssa Milano's pop record, though... I have to state, I still have dreams of when I interviewed her on my old TV show, she smelled really nice. Well, can I ask how Bill O'Reilly smelled when you interviewed him? I bet he wore a lot of Old Spice. I don't remember, but I should get back to my interview with Michael. I've always really liked his work in movies and TV, you know? All right, I'm back. Uh, sorry about that. Well, let's talk a little bit about you for a sec. Uh, in the past, you've done the music doc thing before, like with a favorite of mine, A Tribe Called Quest, titled Beats Rhymes. Uh, and, and life, right? The the, the travels of, of Tribe Called Quest, correct? In addition to doing a yes, 30 for yes. 30 film on ESPN honoring the 1970 NBA champs New York Knicks. So here's my question. That's is, right. dire is directing or acting, uh, what, you know, what is it? What, what turns your crank more? You know, this, I, I love them both. My first love will always be acting. Um, I've had a, 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 a great time making the documentaries that you mentioned. I appreciate that. Um the biggest difference between the two is that when you when you're when you're acting, you, you you can only take on the responsibility of what you could control, which is really just you know your part, um, and even that you you don't have full control over because it goes in an editor and director's hands, and they ultimately craft and carve out your performance. Right. Um, but as a, as a director, you have to answer all the questions, and it's really your sensibility and and, and your taste. That, that's put out there. You know, I, I haven't made any of these documentaries on my own. I, I pride myself on putting together people that are smarter than me to make me look good. But but at the end of the day, my, my face and my head and, and, and uh, my vision is on the chopping block. So uh, I love them both. I want to continue to do both. Um, and I want to continue to direct more, um, whether it's docs, uh, you know, and, and feature films. Um, and, and I've had a, you know, a, a good time uh, doing it. 
and, and I'm looking forward to people, uh, you know, now seeing how I love a woman. Right. Well, let's touch on your acting career for a moment. You've done a ton of movies. I mean, a lot of movies. But your role on Justified as Daryl Crow was maybe one of the best TV performances in 2014. So, Mike, so I was kind of wondering, um, how did you not get an Emmy for that? Have you pissed off, like, all of old school mm. Hollywood or what? You got robbed. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, working on Justified was a lot of fun. I was a fan of the show. And then Tim Oliphant and Walt Coggins were very welcoming and, and encouraging and supportive. You know, I knew I was walking into, you know, to their to their world and to their show. Um, and, and I, you know, a lot of that, had, you know, that, that I was able to do was because of them. Um, I appreciate that you said that. Um, it was it was just a lot of fun. It was a challenge. And it, it, it's always it's always cool to get an opportunity to do something a little different, um, and, and I'm very proud of what we were able to do on Justified, but, but a lot of the credit goes to the writers and, and to those guys. Uh, super. Um, well, away from showbiz, I know you are, or, or we're a hooper, but I hear you also play a little fantasy football, too, so, um, well, maybe not as well as Gary Delabonte uh, and a few others associated with Howard's show. Was, was last season just unlucky for you? What do you think? Well, no, nah, I mean, you know, fantasy football... You, you, you can never predict anything. So, I mean, yeah, I have to say some of it was, was, was you know, bad luck. I, I actually made it, uh, you know, I beat Matt Berry, you know, the supposed, the supposed uh, fantasy guru. Yeah. I beat his ass really good. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, so that, that was I'm almost more for more. The fact that I lost the season, um, you know, didn't bother me uh, as much because I had the satisfaction of, of beating, you know, one of these faux gurus. In, in the name of Matthew Berry. So, so I have a lot of fun with it. I have a lot of fun, uh, you know, hanging around and messing with the Stern guys. They're all good dudes, and it's all sort of tongue-in-cheek. So, so oh, yeah. it's, 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 all, it's all fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's cool, you beat the guy that gets paid uh, to do that stuff, so that was cool. Um, Isn't that funny that I beat the guy that gets paid to be the fantasy expert? Isn't that yeah, weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually beat, him, actually beat him two years in a row, and the two years in a row that I beat him, it was funny because those are my first two years playing. So, so next year I'm going to actually have my dog who's blind in one eye and has three legs. He's going to make my picks for me, and I guarantee I'm going to beat Matthew Berry again. All right, super. That's for the record. We just heard that. All right, well, you host your own podcast. I am yeah, Rappaport you Stereo. Quote me on that. Pardon me? Oh, I'm quoting you. I am quoting you. I am. It's it's on. It's yeah. it's definitely going out. So, but let me get to this. You host your own. You host your own podcast. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. It's pretty darn good, as I would recommend it. My question is, you know, when and I've asked this before to to a few others. When just about every living being on Earth now has their own podcast, do you think there should be some kind of government test that people need to pass before they're allowed to do this activity themselves? Yes. I totally agree with that. I think there be there should be some government test or so like you know like a like a like a driver's license test or like a podcast yeah, license test. They could to get start hurt. Your own podcast. Yeah, but, but I think one of the beauties the beauties is is that it is a forum for for people to tell their stories, tell their point of views on things. And 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 one of the great things about the podcasting world is that some people that have literally come out of nowhere, just like YouTube, um, you know, have found success in podcasting. I think you know I think you know the cream rises to the top. Obviously, the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, the fact that we're in stereo right there alone separates us from every other podcast, um, uh, uh, and, and also the fact that, you know, I've been doing it with my best friend, uh, who we've been friends with since 1982. We've essentially uh, been podcasting since the 80s. 
So, oh. you know, we, 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 we got, you know, the, we got the carte blanche as far as the license. But I think, you know, I think maybe at some point the government needs to regulate who could start a podcast and why. You yeah. need to at least fill out some sort of application. All right, no, because like they could hurt themselves, uh, newbies. But all right, well, let's end it on that note. Oh yeah, and you go nuts doing it. It, it. you go crazy. But it, it, I think it's great. I think it's 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 the new frontier. It's the sort of the wild, wild west, and, and, and I'm all for everybody. Uh, you know, you know, speaking their piece. All right. Well, uh, let me let me hit this in one more last time. Uh, Michael Rappaport's new documentary, Hard Love and Woman on the Red Bulls, Let It Play series, is now available for viewing on on demand on Red Bull TV. I want to. Hey, uh, I always wanted to speak with you, so thank you for calling in tonight. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, I appreciate it too. I'm looking forward to, to to people seeing Hard Love and Woman, and I've actually changed my mind. My grandmother, she's 96 and blind. And and she she she's suffering from some ankle swelling. I'm gonna actually have her make my pick. That'll oh, guarantee to right. beat Matt Berry's ass next year in fantasy football. So I'm not even gonna let my dog do it. It won't be worth the time. My grandmother's gonna make my picks next year to beat Matt Berry. Wow, not much more I can say than that. There you have it, Mr. Michael Rappaport. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Once again, future shock. Warning. Weapons out, 
you with my sacred weapon You can fire, fire away, it's okay I'll hit you with my sacred weapon You can fire, fire away I'll hit you with my sacred weapon You can fire, fire away, it's okay I'll hit you with my sacred weapon You can it's alright, it's okay. It's alright, it's okay. It's alright, it's okay. Come on. So you can fire, fire away, away. It's okay, it's okay. I hit you with my secret weapon. You can fire, fire away, away. It's okay, it's okay. I hit you with my secret weapon. You can fire. I'll hit you with my sacred weapon. You can fire, fire away. It's okay. I'll hit you with my sacred weapon. You can fire, fire away. Fire, fire away. It's okay. I'll hit you with my sacred weapon. You can fire, fire away. Secret weapon. Use yours. We are future show. This is a spy human show. This is a spy human show. Hey, what's up? This is Lars Ulrich from uh, Metallica, and you're listening to our good friend Spud Goodman, huh? Yeah? Uh, Spud, your yeah. last guest, Wanda Pratt, is holding for you. Okay, you do know this is Kevin Durant's mom, right? Uh, Only one of the top three or four players in the game of basketball. You know, I'll be honest, I don't know the game that well. I'll even admit to not being offended when Senator Ted Cruz said yeah. that the basketball ring line, you know. Right. I, I mean, I, I know it's not a ring, but I wouldn't have caught it. You know, that was one of Seriously, the, Gerald? One of the worst gaffes in the history of U.S. politics, and the real reason he had to drop out of the race for the presidency. But and let's focus, you know, on the interview with Wanda Pratt, okay? Because okay. the Lifetime channels made a movie about her life, raising Kevin. You know, even if I do know how it turns out, I'm going to catch it because her son was a one-time Seattle Sonic. Yes, that's correct. Oh. And out here, we always support our extended family members. Yeah, but they, they moved that team, right, to like uh, Nebraska, I think. Uh, no, worse, Oklahoma City. But, oh. you know, I have no beef with the citizens there. I mean, you know, I'm sure they're nice people. No, no, my issue is with their duplicious owner, Clay Bennett. May he burn in hell. But that's a wow. topic for another day. So right now, I just want to speak with Wanda. As I've heard, you know, she's an amazing woman. And I want to find out what life was like being Kevin's mom. So put her through, please. Here, here she is. All right, please welcome Wanda Pratt to the show. Wanda, for those who are not aware, you are the mother of NBA player Kevin Durant. So there's a move. Yeah. There's a movie being aired on the Lifetime Channel about you and your son. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. All right, super. Well, 
you know, before we get going here, I have to, I have to say, uh, we here in the Seattle area will always consider Kevin as one of ours, no matter where he's playing. I mean, he was our, and I say our, Seattle Supersonics first-round draft choice in 2007, so we still have so much love for him up here, so I just thought I'd pass that on. But thank you so much, and, and I appreciate you guys saying that. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, and when he comes back to town to play our Sonic someday, and that will happen, we're, he's going to feel our love. So anyway, all right, let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about the movie, The Real MVP. So it tells your story of raising Kevin and introducing him to sports in the Washington, D.C. area. Is that correct? Yeah, it talks about raising I have two sons, Anthony and Kevin, and it talks about um, at the early years of our lives, um, I was a single mother, um, starting at age 21, and it, and it goes through the highs and the lows of our lives and the sacrifices that were made and some of the things that the boys um, were doing and and some of the things that I had gone through as a not only as a mother but as a woman and, and kind of give a little detail. And um, So I think it's a great movie, and it will resonate with so many. Super. Well... You know, having spent a bit of time on the AAU scene myself over the years, I pretty much meant you didn't have many weekends without some tournament or game. Right? That's a lot of snacks and juice boxes to pack in the early days, huh? Uh, yes, I would. I would drive the guys around. I would have snacks. Um, sometimes I I was uh, early on. I was the team mom, and 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 I was the driver, and I was whatever was needed. And just like most of the moms and dads of of. of uh, children and extracurricular activities. You just do what you have to do to, to keep them going. and Because I think the important part is just having something that the family can focus on for each child. Right. Um, so each child could be worthy and important. And that's what it initially started off to be. Right. It was never something that I um, that I dealt with uh, because we were um, such a strong presence um, with Kevin. And so it was, it was something that I, I didn't deal with at all. Okay. Um, All right. We were very focused on it for him. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, at what age did Kevin make the commitment to, to basketball when he decided to go all in, you know, with workouts and training? Uh, you know, was it early on? Well, it was early on. Um, even before he decided he wanted to be a professional basketball player, he was committed to uh, um, his uh, team and what he was doing because that's what I required. Um, couldn't. He couldn't um, give anything half-hearted. Neither one of them could, and they had to, they had to commit to what they were doing at the time, um, and that was very important. I didn't allow my sons to quit anything. They had to fulfill their um, obligation of whatever they decided, and then if necessary, we would move on. And, and so that's where his focus was. I had read that you're, you you were pretty tough. Uh, I guess you're a coach, actually, you know, because you were you were supporting him, pushing him along, right? You were pretty you were tough. Was that accurate? Well, I heard that I was tough. Um, um, sometimes now I look back and and I think, wow, you were a little tough. But at the time, I did what I thought um, was important to do, and um, and as it seemed to pay out. Both my sons are doing well, and I'm proud of them both, and so. It worked. How about that? Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> that's, I think that's accurate. It did work. It did work. Um, well, let me ask you this. Did you have to go rebound for him much? My mom really wasn't into basketball. She would always tell me to put the ball away and go mow the lawn or something. But you, you were there a lot in the early days, right? Yeah, but I didn't do rebounding, no. Oh, okay. You know, he had to go get his own ball. I'm sorry. All right, super. All right, Wanda, last question. What has been your most memorable moment as the mom of Kevin Durant? You know, I mean... Can you toss one out? 
Well, the, with the, the, as a player, um, the most memorable moment is 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 the speech, and not that he mentioned me, but that he had reached an accomplishment um, in the dream that he had set out many many years ago, um, and that was that was really really a proud moment for me because I know the number of years that he put in working extremely hard and how he continues to work hard and for him to reach that level I was just really extremely proud of him alright super well I'm going to let you go but please pass on to your son that uh, that we uh, who fans up in Seattle will never forget him and will always love him alright alright have a great day love alright you take care alright Miss Wanda Pratt this is the Spud Goodman Show. Our ICBMs, which of course are substantially larger and heavier than even our Jupiter IRBM, still have a thrust, total thrust, of uh, well under 500,000 pounds. Now the Saturn, the Saturn will have one and a half million. Yes. It will be powered by eight engines similar to those used in the Jupiter, 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 having of course only one of them. Yes. These engines will, each of these engines will even give a little more thrust than the one engine in the Jupiter. So with eight of these engines, we have about ten times more thrust as the Jupiter. Danger! Danger! What danger? Yes, now uh, we will put on top of it a Titan first stage. Warning! In other words, uh, uh, the whole ICBM, the the whole first stage of the ICBM Titan. Yes. That's the second stage. And on top of that will sit a third stage. Danger! And if it's a high-speed deep space mission, maybe even a fourth stage. Warning! Danger! Warning! Danger! Warning! 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 Danger! Necessarily a fourth one. That can be... Uh, tailored to the needs of the customer, so to speak. Yeah, yes. You, in this respect, we're quite well, flexible. Well, yes, and this is this is what I like about this idea, that you have here a very heavy, very powerful first stage, which can carry almost anything desired, and it doesn't always have to be the same thing. No. Never fear, Smith is here. You're perfectly safe. We, yeah. had, a, we had a joke in those days that the that the purpose of the exercise for these missiles was to make the uh, target more dangerous in the launching site. Now many mishaps of course happen in the launching site also and I think the argument was never quite settled as to whether the V-2 ever uh, got to the point where the uh, target was really more dangerous in the launching site. Danger! Danger! What danger? This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show! You know, if I'm going to be replaced by a smart machine full of that artificial intelligence, I'm going to enjoy all the time I have left doing this gig. I guess, you know, you probably feel pretty comfortable right now. I I mean, no way venture capitalists are going to waste any money trying to come up with an automated co-host for any show. Oh. Third wheels like you guys are are like safe, for sure. You know, I, I hadn't thought about that. You mean, there would still be a need for human activity in a radio talk show. Now, now that you mention it, it makes sense. A co-host could be the canary in the mine shaft in case of a catastrophe. Like if computer program algorithms were compromised and nonstop profanity started spewing out, you know, people like me would be there to hit the kill switch. Hell no, you can't! I mean, man, another case of me shooting too high career-wise, and now look where it got me. Uh, I should have lowered my sights and maybe gone the co-host route 
years ago myself. I mean, there's total job security in it. Well, what was I thinking? Maybe you could step down now and we could swap positions if that would be in your best interest. No, wh what? It's, it's way too late for that move. Oh. You know, once a person has experienced the euphoria of being a talk show host, oh. I mean, they could never degrade themselves by being just a stuffed animal sidekick on the air. It's like, oh, it's like really being rich. Since I've, you know, I've never been loaded, it's really not that difficult accepting I'll never have a ton of money. But if I once had a buttload of cash and suddenly lost it, well, that would be very different. Well, Let's play bingo. I agree. Being a co-host, at least on your show, is often emotionally shattering, especially as I have such grand career aspirations. Well, you see, that's where you went wrong. You having big dreams of maybe, you know, being a host one day is right. the worst thing you could have ever done to yourself. I mean, keep those aspirations under control. And, you know, if you want to live a long and happy life, it's just a suggestion. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, really, we should both be jumping in on the artificial intelligence train before it leaves the station without us. But I was Googling it during the band, and I read that algorithms are to the 21st century what coal was to the 19th century. If they stop working it, it will be the end of the world as we know it. Well, you know, there is all this talk about you know, breaking up the big banks. Everybody's heard that a lot lately. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I get it, but maybe we should be thinking about breaking up Facebook, Google, IBM, and Microsoft, as it seems like, you know, they're going to be the kings of this new world and even more than they already are. Yeah, but, you know, both my wife and I enjoy Facebook a lot. It, it keeps us connected with all of our family members around the country well, and the world. You know, when our young ones go on their missions, it's a wonderful force in many people's lives, Spud. Gerald, yeah, Facebook keeps people connected, but you know that everything you ever type will be inspected. And very soon before you know it, your soul will be totally infected. Trust them and the other companies dabbling in this artificial intelligence thingy? I say we take a stand and start an online movement right now to try and shut these companies down. You know, I, I could write some catchy sayings. I'll, I'll probably obviously have to use that old one. You know, the whole world is watching. You know, it's a proven winner. But That's I, so hot. I would give serious thought to what those all-powerful companies might do to you if you challenge them. You know, a few clicks and your total existence on Earth could be wiped out, hey. deleted, and sent to the cyber trash bin. Yeah, you know, good point. But I know there's a whole lot more things I need to think this... I got to think a whole lot of things through. But right uh, now, I got to right. close the show. Okay. Like, quick. So... Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. The Spud Goodman Radio Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Video director, T.J. Pites. On-air talent, Rob McGee, Annie Coleman, and Tom Nolan. Production assistants, Trent Botello and Carrie Coleman. Spud's Greek chorus is The Folk Singers in Hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.
Stay tuned for an eclectic mix of music. Stay tuned for captivating talk. Stay tuned for insightful analysis of The Spud Goodman Show. Stay tuned for The Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Here is your host, Lawrence. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence and I will be your host for tonight's post-show report. And with me, of course, we've got back in the studio, my co-host Gina. Gina, welcome back. We missed you the last couple of weeks. Good. Hey, you know, I had no idea those uh, juggalo gatherings were going to go on so long. Hi, Lawrence. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't planning on being gone that long. I, and one thing led to another. I was having so much fun and time just flew. Yeah, I hope be. me being gone didn't cause any issues for the show. Uh, well, actually, well, no issues at all. Yeah, that was I like issue. to think that the last couple of weeks were our best shows. I mean, no offense. It it was more okay. about right, me super. taking my game to the next level than you not being here. Although that Please. did allow me this opportunity. So Obviously, if I knew that was going to occur, Lawrence, I would have just said no and returned earlier. I, you have my deepest apologies. Oh, well, I appreciate it, Gina. You know, I, hey, look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say that the past two shows without you haven't been without some personal pain suffered on my part, but, you know. I survived the idea. To, I survived it. You know, Lawrence, I sense that you are having trouble being honest with Gina here. Uh, we both know we killed it here. Just you and I. I mean, the listeners who tuned in the last two weeks know Just for me. sure. We've generated some real momentum for the show, as I can sense we have uh, at least doubled, maybe even tripled our audience. Mm. I, I won't Super. claim all the credit, but I will take most of you it. You know what, Gina, Gina, we're going to just say this. You were missed, and that's it. So let's change the subject here. Because, you know, I really enjoyed uh, listening to Kevin Durant, his mom, talking about uh, raising her son, you know, how, how close they are and stuff like that. You know, so I wish parents today were into sports. Yeah, I played a little t-ball, and, you know, later I did some JV soccer in my sophomore year when I was in high school. And, you know, they had, uh, they had a no-cut rule. So I said, okay, well, I'll turn out if that's the case. Anyway, I was, I was the only kid who didn't have a parent ever come to the games, if you can believe that. Aww. Yeah. And, oh, well, there was an upside to it, though. I never had to hear them yelling at me to hustle and try harder on the field and all that. You know, parents get. Because, you know, a lot of my teammates, they told me I was pretty lucky because they were always embarrassed by their parents. So I, I was know. on my high school bowling team for my first two years, and then I discovered video games. And, well, that was it for me in team sports. Wow. I also was allergic to cigarette smoke. And in those days, the whole bowling alley smelled like an ashtray. Well, you know, if anybody's interested, I was the captain of my high school's hacky sack team. Hacky sack of course team? You Your were. school had a hacky sack team? Well, for real? Well, yeah, yeah, well... Well, it was a club team as there weren't enough school teams in our area for a real league. Uh, we mostly pe- played against each other at our school, but I was elected captain and I was very proud of that. Mm, yeah. So did you let her? Did you let her in hacky sack or anything? You know, I would have if the stupid faculty advisor would have signed off on hacky sack being a varsity sport. Hmm. The guy kept saying it was a leisure activity, not a sport. Yeah, it sounds about right to me. Yeah, imagine that. Because, I mean, yep. nobody, nobody ever has to shower after playing a, a couple of games of hacky sack. Well, so, it yep. really just depends on how you play the game, and I always gave 110%. So I would be sweating a little after playing for a few hours. You know, 110%, that's that's not mathematical accurately. But, you know, i, I got to introduce our panel here. we got TJ on the soundboard. Hey, TJ, how you doing over there? Yeah, Dave's not here. 
No, Dave's not here, but we got TJ, so that'll do for now. And uh, we got Mike, our engineer. How you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing good. It's kind of weird not being able to see you guys tonight. Oh, yeah, other than you that, know. Doing great. Hey, my listeners can't see any of us, so that's all right. We got Trent, our production assistant here. How you doing, Trent? Gina, you can't leave again, but you're not here. I'm the one Derek whines to. Oh, uh, that's true. That's, that's, that's a lot for him to shoulder. Yeah, so There's you know what? Um, we're going to start off with the music portion of the show. Oh, do we have Carrie here tonight? Oh, Carrie's back in the house. Carrie, how you doing? Well, thank doing? you, Lawrence. It's great to be here. Oh, it's great to have you here. Oh, welcome back, Carrie. We, we miss you. All right, so now why don't we start off the music portion of the, of the show with a song. This one's from Tom Jones, Without Love. And following that, we have something from a band from Nashville, Natural Child with Baby. All right, TJ, hit it. live for today and to love for tomorrow is the wisdom of a fool because tomorrow is promised to no one you see love is that wonderful thing that the whole wide world needs plenty of and if you think for one minute that you can live without it then you're only fooling yourself listen please I'd like to tell you something that happened to me just the other day. I awakened this morning. I was filled with despair. All my dreams turned to ashes. Now they're gone. And I look my life it was barren and so bare without love I had nothing nothing at all
This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. All right, all right. We got back in the studio here with us, sticking around for one more tune. It's Future Shock. How y'all doing tonight? Really well, really, really well. well, really well. All right, all right. Now, I'm going to ask you something. I ask everybody this, uh, who comes in, all the bands here. Uh, anybody, any of you guys done any time, you know? Because, you know, I always like to know if, uh, if there's anybody who's spent time in the club, you know, that I might have something in common with. We haven't done any time, but we are fugitives. Oh, yeah, fugitives. So we are hoping to never do any time. <laughs> I hope you're not uh, intergalactic federale, are you? I'm not intergalactic federale. No, I promise okay. you that. Okay. No, no. So you can trust me on that one. All right. <laughs> right on. All right, now, you know, um, this is radio here, so nobody can, can get a look at the, the spooky mask you guys going on, got going on there. But, you know, I, you kind of resemble aliens from another galaxy. Now, 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 be straight with me. You're not really aliens, are you? We're from the future. Some call those aliens. Oh, you're from the future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to see a driver's license to see your birthday, like, from 3927 or something, you know. Yes, your life would have to end if we did that. Oh, no, nah, I'm not ready for that. So, yeah, <laughs> all right, you keep those driver's licenses. So I have to ask you, how big of an influence has the ICP, you know, the Insane Clown Posse, had on uh, the Future Shock sound? Um, I mean, have they, they've influenced most bands either mm-hmm. none, um, overtly none or... ICP. Oh. Hmm. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. <laughs> I see. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Gina. Uh, I know yeah. it's kind of a letdown. That's okay. So now you guys, when you're doing outdoor shows in the summer and stuff like that, because if you're not aliens, uh, you know, it gets really hot with that stuff on. Unless it's really hot in the future and you're used to the heat. Is that the case? We're used to the heat, yes. Yeah. Used so it's like the, the sun even hotter now, like uh, 500 years later? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Melanin. Oh, the melanin. Yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody's got this nice shade. It's now. magnified on Kepler. Yes. Oh, on Kepler. Yes. yes. Uh, that's the sound like I might check out Kepler. Can yeah. I go there somewhere? Yes. yes. Eventually, you all will be there. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I hope the food there is good. That's all I have yeah. to say. The refuge is, is great. Eventually, this planet will implode and everyone will be there. Oh, uh, well. Yes. There's nothing we can do about that. The uh, air is beautiful, too. All THC. So, awesome. so you guys, uh, are you into playing Monopoly, you know? And I'm not talking about, like, the board game Monopoly. I'm talking about the Safeway Monopoly, where you get those little pieces there. Because mm-hmm. if you are... If you're not, I'll take some of those uh, those game pieces. I go there twice a day. <laughs> Safeway. <laughs> someone someone mentioned to us that that game is rigged. Um, is I that true? I don't know. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, so you guys are gonna play one more song for us tonight. Is that right? Yes. All right. What's the name of the last song you're gonna do? Downside up. All right. Future shock. Downside up, she turns me downside up. Yes, she turns me downside up. Well, she flips me downside up. Yes, she flips me downside up. Well, she turns me downside up. Yes, she turns me downside up. Well, she flips me downside up. Yes, she flips me downside up. Stop, Whatever you like, hot sauce that's low. 
Derek, it looks like you are back in the highlight seat. Yep, here I am. Yeah, much less exhausting than last week. You know, this is probably just as much as you can handle, right? Oh, well, no, I, I I, feel, you know, really refreshed. You know, I feel like I can put a lot more energy into this and uh, do so much more for the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll get I'll get my time. Well, let's see how much more you can do for the highlight. Though. All right, so our first highlight clip, we got Asif Mondvi talking about how there's been a prevalence of joke news shows and uh, how they are giving out more information than the actual news shows nowadays. Let's hear the clip. <laughs> so just how big a reality gap is there these days with the fake news versus what is turned out, turned out you know, by the so-called legit media? Because I have to hit info on my remote control to check out the show description during any news reporting to make sure I'm not getting punked with the fake stuff. Right. Well, you know, the fake stuff sometimes is actually telling you more of the truth than the real. Yes. Quote, unquote, real stuff, right? Yes. So now I think those lines have been blurred. And, and now that John Stewart has left, I feel like, you know, there's the, the, the world of fake news or satirical news um, has opened up, you know, with Samantha Bee and John Oliver and different people like that, Larry. And I think that you see more and more of it now. And actually, it sometimes makes more of an impact in terms of what they're talking about and the, uh, the issues that they're taking on than uh, CNN uh, does. You know, I think they have, I mean, Oliver s- certainly has taken on some issues that the regular media has not touched and made real impact, you know? He's broke, I mean, he's broke news. I mean, the, the, the man's yeah, having exactly. an impact. So, Definitely. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's really crazy how all these joke news shows are becoming more and more prevalent and breaking actual news. Like I, I personally think I could they could do less with you know bashing Donald Trump because I feel like that's taking it a little too far. Yeah, oh. but know, there's some other good stuff. I thought all the, everything they said about Donald Trump was joke joke news. Ah, that's what it seems like to me. It seems like a big joke. I'm no, just, it's it's very serious. Not the Donald Trump thing. It's very well, serious. I don't know. Anyway, well, let's do some more music here. We're gonna begin with the Kinks. And their tune, I Gotta Move. After that, we have the great Patti Smith and her rendition of Gloria. All right, DJ, hit it. Somebody's sins, but not mine. Milton, pot of thieves, wild cord of my sleeve, thick heart of stone. My sins, my own, they belong to me. Me.
Here she comes.
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Yeah, I guess it's time for you to do that stupid podcast hey. preview, Dick. I, I just don't, I don't understand. You know, we thing. still both yeah. think that you have something on our executive producer. I yep. mean, she may think that your podcast has huge numbers, but it's not enough to justify this. Look, move. I find jealousy in coworkers to be very sad. Nobody's you can continue jealous? to cling to your bitter jealous, resentment yeah. of what? others who are thriving, or you could both jump on board of what I'm doing with my podcast. It is a Super? truly groundbreaking program. Yeah, we could, but you just about used up that little time just allocating your plug doing your plug oh okay 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 okay. on this week's episode of Derek's podcast I will be previewing track two of my soon to be released rap album oh it's only like five songs (laughs) so technically it would just be an EP I'm just saying yeah all right my new EP then features a song track two that sends a clear message to the media that uh, they better stop the character attacks on our future president of this country Mr. Donald Trump nope People in the media need to respect the office of the president. Let me tell you something. Donald Trump is not now our president, or nor will he ever be our president. Is Maybe he will be in the world inside your head, Derek, but no way he gets more than 30% of the vote in November. You two are going to be eating a piece of humble pie, that's Ooh, for sure. Pie sounds good. So everyone, just yeah. check out this oh, week's episode of Derek's Hunger. Podcast, available at derekspodcast.com. You know what? I, I can't stop thinking about food now when he's talking about that pie. Well, let's do some music here. We're going to begin with a little mashup. This one is titled Metallica versus Lil Purr. Sad but bum-a-lum-lum. I'm going to try that again. Sad but bum-a-lum-lum. There we go. Following that, we have a musician from Nashville, Tennessee. It's Ryan Colwell with Piss Down My Bones. Let's hear it. <laughs> Yeah. 
one, two, three, four, one. I am just a young man. I got pissed down in my bones. Vinegar in my mouth, son, and I don't need no home. Said I am just a strong man. I got tar down in my bones. Got nip one from my mouth right now, and I'm gonna build my own. Said I'm gonna build my own. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Yeah, sad, but bum a lum a lum. I'd love to say that. Bum 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 a lum bum a lum lum. Yeah. Hey, hey, we're cutting into my highlight time here. Oh, so this next right. highlight, we got uh, Michael Rappaport talking about the good times that he had on Justified. You know, now seeing how I love a woman. Right. Well, let's touch on your acting career for a moment. You've done a ton of movies. I mean, a lot of movies. But your role on Justified as Daryl Crow was maybe one of the best TV performances in 2014. So, Mike, so I was kind of wondering, um, how did you not get an Emmy for that? Have you pissed off, like, all of old school Hollywood or what? You got robbed. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You know, working on Justified was a lot of fun. I was a fan of the show. And then Tim Oliphant and Walt Coggins were very welcoming and, and encouraging and supportive. You know, I knew I was walking into, you know, to their, to their world and to their show. Um, and, and I, you know, a lot of that had, you know, that, that I was able to do was because of them. Um, I appreciate that you said that. Um, it was, it was just a lot of fun. It was a challenge and it, it, it's always, it's always cool to get an opportunity to do something a little different. Um, and, and I'm very proud of what we were able to do on Justified, but, but a lot of the credit goes to the writers and, and to those guys. All right, super. Um, well, away from showbiz, I know you... Was that a shoot 'em up show? Justified? I don't know. 
I, I've been so busy with the uh, Trump campaign stuff, I haven't been able to watch oh, yeah, much TV. Now, you know, that is not justified. No, that's, there's no justification for that. You need to unbusy yourself and watch I'm some, doing my some, civic some, duty some, like, here. Uh, Hogan's Heroes or Family Ties or something like that instead of Trump, because you will learn more watching Hogan's Heroes. I guarantee you that. Man, I'm disgusted. All right. I need to play some music. Yeah. All right. We got to lead off with the Gants with Roadrunner. And then we have Motorhead with Iron Fist. Come on, TJ. Just let's play this.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, no Trump low lights. How about some <laughs> some previous show highlights? Spud Goodman. Okay, highlights. okay, okay, fine. So the final one that I have for you tonight comes from Spud's interview with Wanda Pratt. And in this interview, she's talking about how sometimes you got to be the tough coach. And so that's where his focus was. I had read that you're, you you were pretty tough. Uh, I guess you're a coach, actually, you know, because you were you were supporting him, pushing him along, right? You were pretty you were tough. Was that accurate? Well, I heard that I was tough. Um, um, sometimes now I look back and and I think, wow, you were a little tough. But at the time, I did what I thought um, was important to do, and um, and it, it seemed to pay out. Both my sons are doing well, and I'm proud of them both, and so. It worked. How about that? Yeah, I, I think <laughs> that's I think that's accurate. It did work. It did work. Um, well, let me ask you this: Did you have to go rebound for him much? My mom really wasn't into basketball. She would always tell me to put the ball away and go mow the lawn or something. But you, you were there a lot in the early days, right? Yeah, but I didn't do rebounding. No. Oh, okay. You know, he had to go get his own ball. I'm sorry. Now, did y'all's parents support you guys in sports in school? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I always had my parents there at any event. My yeah. grandma, my yes. grandma came out to a lot of my hacky sack, uh, hacky sack games. Did she? Did school. she? Could she stay awake in them? Yeah. Oh, now, well, how does that even work with hacky sack? Because I thought hacky sack was just a bunch of kids standing around a circle kicking them. Well, yeah, it is. But sack. like we, kicking we did sacks. it. We kicking each other's sacks. We would we would go when the gym wasn't being used. Like that's when our games would be, and so like we'd go into the but gym. How is and it a everything. game? It's. I don't. I don't have time to explain it. Like, yeah, no. We gotta play some more music anyway. So, all right. Uh, we're gonna start off here with a band from Tempe, Arizona. It's Roger Klein and the Peacemakers with "Ain't Got Words for This." Then after that, we've got Run DMC with "It's Tricky." All right, hit that music. We'll start with Roger Klein. I ain't got the words for this. I've been playing for blood, but baby, all I really want is a kiss. I ain't got the words for this. I was building the bridge and realized I really love the abyss. I ain't got the words for this. When you say to obey, all I wanna do is resist. No words for this feeling. I'm reeling from flow to ceiling. I'm careening. Yo, up to bat, boy, bring us a hit while it's aching. Never swing and a miss. I ain't got the words for this.
I'm tired of this country and I'm sick of this town. Pack it in, stick it out. While the only thing I'm certain of is lingering down. Should I stay? Should I go? Or should I holler out the only words I know? I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. It's so tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. 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 I met this little girly. Her hair was kind of curly. Went to her house and bust her out. I had to leave real early. Say is please me or spend some time and rock a rhyme. I said it's not that easy. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right, on time it's tricky. How is it, babe? It's tricky, tricky, tricky. It's tricky to rock around, rock around. That's right, on time it's tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. In New York, the people talk and try to make us rhyme. They really hawk, but we just walk.
the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. You know, by the look on the clock there, you know, the show's over, but it was a good show. It was a really good show. Yeah, for the most part, I'm with you, Lawrence. There's still a few things to clean up to make the show we both want it to be. Yeah, I know, but, you know, some things are kind of outside of our control, but we got a piece with that, you know? I know, you're right, but... Okay, okay, okay. I know what you both are insinuating here. Someday soon, you will both understand the power of what I bring to the show, and, of course, my podcast, which is available to everyone around the world, unlike this radio show. I am not limited by the confines of a station's reach. Our executive producer gets it, and that is why I am now receiving an opportunity to discuss my podcast no, on this that show. You discuss it, that, you know, until you get to Mark Marin, Adam Carolla, Terry Tony, you're just another mom and pop podcast with the other billions that are out there. Yeah, That's like it. my gammies, Derek. She thinks hers is really popular too, but I love her, so I can tell her that I can't tell her that my sister and I are the only ones who download. I download. Okay, whatever. The great talents of this world have been doubted for centuries. I will continue to bet on myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to know, Dick. But I gotta thank the panel here. We got TJ sitting in for Dave. Thank you, TJ. Uh, you're welcome. Pitch hitting there. And Mike, thank you, our engineer. Good job. Hey, Appreciate thanks, man. You. Always a pleasure. Of course, Trent. We gotta thank you too, Trent. Thank you. Happy to be here, Lawrence. Happy to have you. And then, of course, Anne, uh, Carrie. Is Carrie? We take I've had a great Carrie. time tonight. Thanks for having me. Well, th- thank you, Carrie. Appreciate it. All right. Well, we got to say goodnight to our audience here. Say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everyone. And we're going to leave everyone with a bit of this last song by the Muppets, Something So Right. Derek, now out. Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, executive producer Lori Madsen, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions, associate producer David Deere, on-air talent Annie Coleman and Derek Schneider, live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio, production assistants Trent Potello and Carrie Coleman. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicists. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. <laughs>